welcome everyone to another episode of the Green Room Podcast. Special episode this week, Rivalry Week is finally upon us. We've waited so long for this week. Uh, the big game, Michigan, Michigan State meeting at East Lansing at noon on Saturday. Everyone in the world apparently is going to be there. Game day is going to be there. Fox Big Noon kickoff is going to be there. Barstools Roadshow, whatever the hell that is, is going to be there. Uh, it's going to be in Lansing. Be- It's going to be a popular place to be on Saturday. Tony Paul with the Detroit News here, joined by, of course, as always, Matt Charbonneau, our Michigan State beat writer, but a special guest today, the the new beat writer of Michigan football, (laughs) Angelique Shangelis, joins us, the angel of the big house. I know she hates the longtime beat writers, so we'll just call her new. She's only been on the beat. This is 30 years, so she's still getting used to it. Right, Angelique? I am. Wow. I didn't even know. Was this, is this a big rivalry with Michigan? Apparently, apparently that's that's what they say. That's what they say. Um, obviously, <laughs> a huge game this weekend. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, both 7-0. and They're both ranked. Uh, the first time they've met is undefeated since 2010. First time they've been met since they've both been in the top 10 since 1964. Although, I will say that 1999 was pretty close. So that I think Michigan State was ranked 11th uh, in 1999. And that, to me, is the game that always comes back to mind when, when thinking about this one, um, uh, is that 99 game. I think there's a lot of parallels there, but we'll get into that. But uh, uh, 15, 15, wasn't it like 7 and 12 in 2015? I don't remember what happened that year, but. Uh, I don't remember. I remember Michigan State. I don't remember that game either. What happened? That was like no, no, a something. pretty boring finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't Which, a very oh, big was, that, was that the trouble with the snap game? Holy yeah. cow. Come on, Tony. Of course. I, Look, seriously, hey. I, I'm a little under the weather. My mind is not with it today. I apologize. Uh, but I know that I, all I know from that season is Michigan State went to the playoff. That's all I Look, I'm so I'm so dialed in because we took our own bye week, apparently, on the uh, the green room pod. So I'm fired up. I got all these details ready here, and you don't even know when trouble with the snap. No, was. I'm blaming you for that, by the way. Definitely blaming you for that. It could, so. No, that's a two-way street, pal. Anyway. No, 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 no. You, all you. Don't listen. Don't listen um, but hey, you know, our, our listeners have come to expect intermittent podcasts from us. So why <laughs> why, why you let them down at this point? Um, so uh, anyway, um, so big game. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, Michigan's coming off the win over Northwestern. Michigan State's coming off a bye. Michigan's favored by about four and a half when you look at most books, which – it started around four. It's creeping up, which is a little surprising to me. Um, but then again, Michigan's coming off a game, and Michigan State's not. And so I think that there, there's a little bit to that. Neither team has played a really great schedule. Um, I think both these teams are very similar, and I think we're going to find out a lot on Saturday. Matt, um, you know, thoughts? I, I agree with you, but I feel like after Saturday – is all you're going to hear is no matter whichever team wins, you're going to hear, well, <laughs> the other team actually turns out wasn't that good, right? When and we're going to find out against Ohio State, you know, I it just feels like that to me. I don't buy that because I, I agree. I think I've said this before. I think both are good teams. We still haven't figured out if one of them's a great team. I'm not sure if either team's a great team. To be perfectly honest, I with would you. agree. I would agree but with that. I think they're both very good teams. Um, the way Ohio state's playing, I'm not sure any of this matters, um, offensively the way Ohio state's playing, but that's, we're not, we're going to worry about that down the road. Um, I just, I think you're right that these teams have been so similar, not exactly in the way they're doing it. Obviously their offenses are different and 
and, and those sort of things. But just the schedules they played, they, they, they both played Nebraska close. Um, you know, it's just been really kind of odd how they're both, nobody expected either team to be in this position yet. Here they are. Um, and yet we're still wondering they're ranked in the top 10 and we're like, uh, are, are they really top 10 teams? And I, I don't know if that's fair or not. Maybe that's part of the expectations coming into the year. Um, but I ram- ramble on about that all the time. Cause it always bothers me. And I think that it's part of why you see the point spread the way it is. Um, because I think your average fan or an average better. We'll probably just lean towards Michigan and look. Oh, there's yeah, there's a brand there. Michigan's yeah, the sports be more heavily bet on than Michigan State. Right, oh. and I think sometimes we get too wrapped up in the point spread and wondering, you know, who's we think's better or not. I mean, look, the sports books aren't dumb; they want to make the most money. So, this is probably. I am a little surprised it's going up. I'm I'm with you there, but I thought it would creep back down. And all the uh, what did I? odds makers I talked to said from the get go that it was going to creep up rather than back the other way. But look. The yeah. spread doesn't mean much in rivalry games. Michigan yeah. was more than a three-touchdown favorite a year ago. We all know what happened there. Um, you know, I look, you, you play who you play. I mean, that's I mean, you're playing your schedule and you're both undefeated. And I think that that's all you could say right now. They're they're these are two of the nine remaining undefeated teams in, in FBS. And so whether or not they're great teams, and I agree with you, Matt, I don't think either one is a great team. I still think, uh, you know, nine and three, 10 and two is pretty much the ceiling for these teams. That's I, I you know, I, that's what I believe. Um, but we'll see, we'll see you play the game on the field and it'll be a uh, East Lansing and Angelique will be there. She's eating an apple now. Angelique, you ready to chime in? You done with your apple? Yeah, I, I haven't been eating the apple. I'm just you're so, looking- you're so healthy, except you're eating it with peanut butter though. So it's, I guess it's kind yeah. of, it's apple. Well, I mean, it's a protein. Yeah, I guess. You know, I got to get through this week. You just got, uh, we're, we're taping this Tuesday night. Uh, you just got back from Ann Arbor. Uh, what's the vibe over there? I mean, this is, look, this is a huge game for Jim Harbaugh. And I know that it seems like we always say, well, Michigan State's, you know, they're playing with house money or whatever. And if they lose, not as big of a deal. But this is, the reality is it is year two of, of Mel Tucker. And it's year seven of Jim Harbaugh. And last year was a devastating loss for, you know, even in a COVID year, it was a devastating loss for Michigan. Um, and this is the big one. This is enormously important for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, the seat was hot as the season started. And then, you know, as they kept racking up the wins, the seat, the seat has seemed to, it's a little tepid. But I, I think this is absolutely a must win for Jim Harbaugh because maybe the Penn State game, I, I don't know where Penn State's going to go. I would imagine now after James Franklin's comments calling Ohio State, Illinois, and the the shoe, the big house today. I have a feeling Ryan Day and Ohio State are just going to flatten them um, on Saturday night. But, um, you know, they've got to beat Michigan State. Uh, you know, Ohio State's always there, the, the bar, the, the very high bar that they, they hope to someday attain again. But um, for Jim Harbaugh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say that you, they were going to the debate now whether he comes back for another year is is going to be on the table, but it definitely will. Depending on how this game goes, if they lose, how they lose, I, I think the discussion then starts again. Like you know, this is year seven, and he's three and three, right, going into this game against Michigan State, and um, this is an important one, a very important one for him. Yeah, uh, it's obviously uh, you know it's a been a great game for for many years um michigan state's gotten the best obviously under, under you know the last 13 years they've won nine of them interestingly enough i thought you know when we talk about the line 
I thought, well, home field advantage. And then you start to look home field advantage hasn't meant much in this series. I mean, five of the last six winners in this game have been the road team. Um, so who knows? Uh, maybe that's uh, just the, the added pressure of, of being the home team in front of the large crowd. By the way, it's going to be the largest crowd in Spartan Stadium probably in six years, if not longer. I mean, yeah, they've had sellouts, but we all know they've had pockets of empty seats. No question. Um, no, I don't, fans I don't last think there'll year. be pockets of empty seats. There won't time. be. There won't be. I was <laughs> talking to a ticket broker from Grand Rapids yesterday who sold uh, who sold a parking pass for seven hundred and seventy five dollars. Not a ticket, a parking pass. Uh, it's uh, it's a hot ticket. Uh, it's going to you know, everyone's going to want to be there. It's going to be fun. Uh, and it's two equally matched teams, so I guess we'll just break it down from there, Matt. If you want to, if you if you want to break down where you think Michigan State has the edge, where where is the edge for them? Yeah, I mean you're you're right in saying these teams are so closely matched, but I right now offensively, and and obviously we know the last time Michigan State played against Indiana, probably their worst offensive game. Not probably, I mean statistically it was. Um, I think 241 total yards, which is well below their season average but I, I think the the more I guess concerning thing for Michigan State fans is a lot of the things that they hadn't been doing this year they did in that game some you know some poor decisions from from uh Peyton Thorne a couple bad throws he had the two picks um you know there wasn't a ton of room for Kenneth Walker the big plays weren't there but other than that I mean they, they've been really consistent and really balanced this year offensively so you know you get a week off to iron out some of those things I I think you got to feel good about where this offense is. The, the the other concern I have is that offensive line. Have they played a defensive line like Michigan's yet? I think that's debatable. I think Nebraska is very physical and talented up front. Um, Miami is too, even as crazy as and as out of hand as that game got, they had players up front. Um, and Indiana to a certain extent did. I know they got rolled by Ohio State last week, but I think everyone's going to do that. Um, so there's I, to me, there's a little question. I mean, I think offensive line's been pretty good this year, but you know, like a lot of things, have they really played a team good enough yet? We'll see. I, I don't know. I think that's a big toss-up going into this game. So, you know, offensively, I think we've seen them be good. Can they consistently be good? Can they show that the Indiana game was a little bit of an outlier? Um, and then on the other side of the ball, he, here's the interesting thing, is we all have this impression they're so bad against the pass. And if you're looking at strictly pass numbers, they are. I mean, I still think they're last in the Big Ten. But when you start looking at all these other defensive numbers in terms of scoring, in terms of red zone defense, in terms of sacks per game, they're top 20 in the country, a top 15 in some of those. I mean, this is a defense that may drive you nuts at certain points, but they keep teams out of the end zone. They put pressure on the quarterback. The big question will be, can they contain that running attack of Michigan's enough to force Cade McNamara to have to make some throws or McCarthy if he gets in? Um, if oh, you can do uh, that, if you key, that's the key, you talk yeah. about them being, you know, people say they're bad against the pass. Luckily for them, Michigan State or Michigan is bad with the pass. So, uh, Angelique, yeah, I mean, that's that's the big question, the million dollar question this week. I mean, look, Kate McNamara has done what they need him to do. He's won games. He's he's kept possession of the ball. Um, you know, it's easy to not throw picks when you're throwing two and three yard passes. Um, that's not going to cut it this week. I think they're going to need some explosive plays. They're going to need to. They're going to need to hit some home runs with the pass game and just running it. And they have a great running game with Haskins and uh, and Corum, but that's not going to be enough. 
Well, and I think it's a mistake to constantly pile on Cade McNamara. Uh, not piling on him. He's done what they needed. No, not we you, but about, I was thinking yeah. about like know, our colleague Wojo, Wojo after Wojo. the last well, he, game. Well, he, he's not with us. He's at a buffet I know, but beating but... the drum for J.J. McCarthy, which is right. kind of now standard practice with Michigan fans. And, you know, I also contend when Ronnie Bell went down, that was a huge element. Was big bluff, big bluff. And they have not really, I mean, I thought it would be Cornelius Johnson, and, and he's been there at times. Um, but I think now you're seeing the um, elevation of the tight ends in this offense. And I think that they're going to play a very important role on Saturday at Michigan State. And uh, But you're right. I mean, Kate McNamara's done what, what they have asked him to do. And, and I was looking back at the stats from the Rutgers game last year when he came in for Joe Milton and he had a couple big pass plays there and he was, you know, I was thinking about that game and I remembered how I thought how fluid he was and that even Josh Gaddis seemed to be calling. It was just a crisper, you know, play calling was better and Cade McNamara was more fluid than Joe Milton was. Um, And so I think it's there, but I, you know, I think it's, it's, Unfair, and I know you're not piling on Cade McNamara, but I think a lot of people are, and they forget. Sorry, I just hit something. Um, that the that the receivers have not carried him enough either. I mean, they've dropped some passes in critical times, and they need to find someone who's going to be consistent, like Ronnie Bell was clutch for him. Yeah, maybe they can't, but you know, I'm thinking maybe you're looking for. I keep wondering why AJ Henning hasn't been more of an uh, of an offensive factor for them. I think he's extremely talented. Roman Wilson got back in. Last week, his wrist was uh, wrapped, but he got one catch, and I thought, well, that was probably just to get the rust off to get him ready for Michigan State. So, um, but yeah, I think for sure that's going to be the game plan is to load the box and and dare him to throw, and and that's going to be really the game plan. I, I think. I mean, I think I, I think Matt's right that Corum and, and Haskins will run hard and they'll get some yards, and and they've done that against some decent defenses, um, Nebraska. They, they, they got their yards and um, but you know, we all know this is a different game. It's much more physical. It's much nastier. It's uh, chippier, all those things. And, and it's going to be really um, elevated. And I think you got to look at um, what Matt was referring to Michigan's defense line. I think Aiden Hutchinson is a guy who's extremely fired up for this game. Yeah. And, um, you know, he said he looks at that film from last year's Michigan, Michigan state game and, and threw up. You know, he, that's what he, he, he watched it 20, 20 or some time, something like that, a couple dozen. And he just wanted to throw up watching it. So I think he's really motivated. Yeah. Well, when you're a three point or three touchdown on favorite and you lose at home to your rival. Yeah. There's, there's some, that's a puke inducing situation. So um, <laughs> I get it. Um, but, you know, the big, uh, the, the big narrative about this game has always been, that the team that runs the ball will win the game, runs the ball the best. But I think they're both going to run the ball pretty well. I think they both have, obviously, Walker's, a, you know, he's the sixth favorite in betting markets to win the Heisman. Michigan State's never had a Heisman winner. I certainly don't think anyone expected this at the beginning of the year. Um, coming off a not a great game, but, uh, you know, solid. And uh, he's, he's going to be big, and and the, the two-headed monster for Michigan is going to be big. But if you look back, uh, on, on so many of these games, it's it's the it's who makes the home run plays. I mean, the the big plays that stand out. And you know, I think I think about that '99 game, which was my first year at Michigan State. I mean, it was Plaxico Burris. I mean, it was just Plaxico Burris one catch after another after another after another. And I think it's going. And Michigan State's got the playmakers that have have hit. Michigan State's offense has hit more home runs this year than Michigan, no question about it. And special teams, of course, too. Um, so I think that that's uh, 
I think that that's going to be key. And I, I think if, if there's a reason I lean toward Michigan State at all, and I think that the game could go either way, no question, but I just think that Michigan State has a few more home run hitters in, in this game, and I think that that's going to matter. Like I said, everyone talks about the running game and whoever runs the ball, but, you know, you think about it over the years, it's who makes those huge plays, those big, those big soul crushers, if you will. Um, and I think just Michigan State's got a few more playmakers capable of doing that, particularly at the pass game against Michigan's corners. And um, I think that's going to be big. I'll say this, too, about Michigan State's offense. They, obviously, they've had big plays this year, and that's been a big part of it. But I think, and, I, and I've heard a little bit of this nationally the past week here, that the, the idea is that that's all that Michigan State's offense is. It's just kind of meander along and then hit a few big plays and you win. Well, that, that really hasn't been it. I mean, I mean, I think I look at Kenneth Walker, uh, Kenneth Walker's games. I mean, he's had he's had two games where he's gone over 200 yards. And in both those games, he had a long run, a 75-yard run, a 94-yard run. If you take those away, just the Northwestern game alone, he still had 189 yards on like 24 carries or some darn thing. I mean, this is an offense that has been consistently moving the ball. And I, it's almost like people don't really buy it because they were – they were so bad offensively last year. They've been bad for three years. Um, so it kind of feels like, well, they just hit a few big plays. I mean, those are important. Don't get me wrong. And, and you're right. I think that will play a big factor in this game. Um, if a te- if one team or the other is able to hit a few of those, but I, I think it sells the Michigan state offense short a little bit, uh, kind of the, the idea that that's all they do. But, oh, it is. I mean, um, they, not, not they, saying you were saying that, no, but I mean, Walker, you know, Walker's, you know, is just a, a beast to take down and he extends drives with his runs after a yard, you know, after being hit. Um, I think the tight ends are going to be big in this game. I think Hayward's going to be big. This is going to be a physical game. I, I think okay. the tight ends on both sides are going to be big um, in, in this game. Um, so I think it's going to be fascinating. I, I, every year, I think obviously any of these teams can win, except for what was it, 2001. I didn't think Michigan State could win in 2001. So one year, the Bobby Williams game, the Bobby <laughs> Williams game, right? Um, but most years, I believe any team can win, but there's always a team that you think has the edge, right? There's always a team that you think that team's really playing well, that team beat that team, that team, you know, this, you know, like last year, you know, I went, you know, Michigan should win that game, you know, upset. It happens in rivalries. This is one of the rare years where I look at these teams and they're just, everything is just so similar. Their trajectory, their expect, starting with their expectations, their expectations from the beginning of the year to how they started the season, to how they've played, to what their strengths are, to their trajectory, like to their schedule, to the, you know, the way they beat the same team. It's just everything. When you look at these teams just seems so similar. I just, I'm really, and for that reason, I'm really pumped for this game. I really think it's going to be very interesting to see how it play. I just, I don't see this being one of those blowout years, that's for sure. Well, I think it's going to be really important. I, I just think Michigan is designed um, as a team to come back. You know, they, they've played with the lead most of the season. I think they got behind in Nebraska and then danced on the sideline and came back and won that game. But um, so I, I think if Michigan State, and I know Matt's, you know, cautioning people to think that this is just a quick strike offense, but they've had, I think, nine nine of their scores have been in a minute or less. If they get one of those at the start of the game and the crowd is electric, as I suspect it'll be, this is not a, a situation that Michigan's used to. And I just don't think w- the way that the offense is designed with Cade McNamara and the, the receivers and the way things have gone, I don't think this is a team that's well-designed to come from behind. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's, you know, that's one thing that Michigan talked about 
in preseason camp and heading into the season was getting out to quick starts and, and then maintaining a lead. And that, that's going to be important for them. But if it's the other way around, I, I think it's gonna be really interesting to watch how they try to climb back. Cause I, I they're not used to this situation. No, I'm curious I, too. What, when you what do you think? Pass the ball, when, you, when you don't pass the ball, it's very difficult to come back. I think JJ McCarthy might be the guy. And that's where we talk about when we might see JJ McCarthy, if they do need a spark to their offense. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. You mentioned the, Angelique, you mentioned the crowd, and, and I'm obviously it's going to be packed and the place will be silly, but I don't normally put much into this, but I'm wondering if you think the game time has some has, will be a factor here because as much as there was the debate as a big game at noon, as a big game at night or whatever, there does seem to be a different feel for these sort of games when it is at night and it feels more intimidating to that, to that visiting team to whereas a noon game to me doesn't, might not have that same feeling. Do you think that Michigan may be in a way caught a break by this game time, that it's not that nighttime, really crazy atmosphere that just something feels different about it. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it's nothing, but it, well, it just seems that, like something. It, that's definitely a reasonable, uh, a reasonable question. And they went in Nebraska in a night game. And that place was, as the player said, probably second loudest to Penn state at a whiteout. It was crazy. I mean, they, you know, I was talking to parents who were there, they couldn't hear each other talk. Um, and so there is that electric atmosphere at night. Um, you're right. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how different it's going to be at noon, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe with game day there and the Fox, um, I forget what their shows. What a big noon kickoff. Come on. Big, big noon, noon kickoff. kickoff. That maybe the fans, you know, people will be getting there early, going to those things, tailgating early and then getting into the stadium. And, and because I know like at Michigan, a lot of those noon starts, the students aren't, <laughs> they don't get in there for a little while. And it takes some time, but um, I, I, just, I, yeah, it does have a different feel. And they probably did catch a break in that sense, Michigan. But um, I, I gotta believe that they're gonna. I, I think it's gonna be pretty nuts in there, even at noon. Yeah, I hope it is. That's what I'm making on. The fans are going to be pretty lit and pretty lived up already. They're going to be there, you know, tailgating <laughs> along lived the Red up? Cedar. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Trying to say. Yeah, but they're going to be there about six a.m. on the Red Cedar River, you know. Doing yeah. shots, shots of whatever. Um, anyway, by the way, Tony uh, is Tony is re- recapping his college career. Right here. I, know, oh, oh, I, I am. There's there are certain games that I don't recall what I can <laughs> tell you today what happened in those games. Uh, that's very very true. Uh, took me a while, but I've matured. Um, by the way, can we get Barely. this out of the way? You, you might, I just want to get this out of the way. It's a rant, whatever. The noon kickoff and the fans and the, and the media and everyone bitching about that being noon and it's disrespect. Like shut the hell up. There's big noon games every week in college football. Oregon, Ohio State, by the way, what, to start the season, the biggest game to start the season was at noon. Like, it's like, come on. Like, I just don't understand. Well, isn't there a game? Isn't there a game at the end of the season that has to that has to be at noon every year? I think it's the Michigan Ohio State game. game. Yeah, I did a story a couple of years ago. Um, the guy at Fox is from West Bloomfield, I think, originally. Uh, but he's been out on the West Coast for a long time. And that was his goal was to make this the big stage in college football. And we talked about because at that point, Michigan was scheduled to play Washington in Washington last year. And he talked about the possibility of making that a 9 a.m. Pacific Coast time start so that it would be on, on at noon because a lot of the Pac-12 teams were complaining that they don't get the eyeballs on the East Coast because people don't want to stay up and watch those games starting at whatever time, 10 o'clock our time. And, um, but it is a big stage and I know people do, they do equate night game with, with the biggest game of the day, but 
I don't know. I, I was, I didn't have a game to cover last week and, and I actually sort of tapered off by the end of the evening. I mean, I, I was, uh, or no, two weeks ago, pardon me. And I was, I was definitely focused early for those games. And then, um, yeah, you know. yeah, it's just the whole narrative. It's just the whole narrative that, well, we're disrespected and blah, blah, blah. Wow. First of all, by the way, you, you, you have two networks to get to choose between Ohio State and Penn State. Penn State hadn't yet lost a ridiculous nine overtime game to Illinois. Um, Ohio State, I mean, they're the franchise. Okay. So if you're a TV executive, yeah. you're going to take Ohio State. That's just a reality. Um, Michigan and Michigan State, huge here. Not as big, you know, a lot of these in state rivalries just don't, they just, don't, you know, generate the eyeballs the across the country. It's just the regional games. And, I, yeah. you know, that's a reality. You can bitch about it. You can, you know, say we're disrespected. No, if you have to choose, you're a TV executive. You want the eyeballs. You're going to take, at least before the Illinois-Penn State game, you're going to take Ohio State-Penn State. And so Michigan-Michigan State's at noon. It's not a disrespect thing. And there are big noon games. There have been big noon games in college football since the beginning of time. And I just – I don't understand – uh, the the you know fire and fury about oh, oh how dare the TV executives disrespect shut up I mean it's gonna be fun and then you got the whole rest of the day to, to get on with your day and do whatever you need to do I don't I like noon football I equate college football with noon games that's I always have and I I think it'll be great I think it'll be fun I like noon games and I like night games I do not like three thirty games I really like the night kickoff I I do like it. But that's fun. I, I mean, like, there's a, there's an electricity to it. No question about it. Um, selfishly, I don't want to work till two or three in the morning, but whatever. But nobody wants to hear that, Matt. I don't care. <laughs> doesn't make me want to do it anymore, but whatever. I mean, I right, we, you know, we've already had three night games this year, so whatever it is what it is. Well, the thing is though, you know, if this, we're saying it's, a, it's more of a regional interest, but if these programs keep rolling like this, yeah. uh, Tucker keeps Michigan State where it is and Jim Harbaugh, whoever. This is definitely going to take a bigger stage. Of course. I mean, it's it's getting there. And, and yeah, I mean, Michigan State dominated there for a while with Mark D'Antonio, but then Rich Rodriguez was here, so Michigan wasn't carrying its end of the the bargain. Well, that's that's the thing. It's like Michigan State isn't the, the blue blood program, okay? They're just not. They had a very nice run, but they're not a blue blood. And frankly, Michigan's not a blue blood if you look at success for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so until mm-hmm. the teams get on that trajectory, it's going to be a regional interest game. It's going to be a lot of fun here. But if you're a TV executive looking to sell the most ads and make the most money, you're going to choose Ohio State playing Penn State. It's just a reality. And that doesn't disrespect Michigan or Michigan State because it's still going to get the eyeballs. And uh, it still has the, uh, you know, all the TV, you know, all the TV coverage it's going to get. So anyway. Well, real we're quick. Ra- Hold on, real we're quick. Really that quick said, we're running out of time. Yeah, whatever. That said, if oh, we are okay. That said, if they would have waited a week, I guarantee you they would have changed their mind and it'd be the night game. But anyway, well, and by the way, by absolutely because if game day had to choose last week where they were coming this week, they also would have chosen Penn State, Ohio State. But because yeah. Penn State loses to Illinois in a thousand overtimes, game day is coming to East Lansing. It was a no brainer. A thousand? So. Did you say in a thousand gimmicks? I mean, over. Yeah, I, I I didn't know that college football went to that ridiculous system. Um, I'm like, wait a minute, how can it be 19 to 18 or whatever with nine over whatever the score was, but I, I don't know. I'm out of the loop. Um, poor James Franklin, you know, what a tough life. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how do you root, I mean, how do you root for James Franklin or Brett Bielema? Like what a Sophie's choice that is. Right. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, God damn. Um, 
Anyway, uh, we're running out well, of time. Well, they're making here. more money than we are. So, they, well, that is that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that, uh, very, very true. I, I mean, we're we're doing all right. I mean, the, the media and newspaper industry is still thriving. <laughs> we're good. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, we're going to wrap this up um, uh, really quickly. We're going to get to uh, what everyone loves to hear. We're going to talk the quick predictions. I'm going to, I'll go first. Uh, I think that, uh, like I said, I think Michigan State's just got a little bit more playmaking ability. Um, I like that it's at home. I like where the, I, I think the trajectory of their program sets up nicely for, for a win. But, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised either way, but I'll, I'll go 27-21 Michigan State. So, I guess I'm going to take the under on the points. Angelique, your turn. You want me to go next? Yep. All right, I'm picking Michigan State, too. I, I think in large part because um, – Michigan's corners haven't really been tested yet. And I don't think they're, you know, they haven't seen anything like this, uh, what they could possibly. And we, I think we know we'll, that they will see on Saturday. So, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm going with Michigan state 2824. All right, Matthew. We did all this and haven't even mentioned that Michigan state's coach is apparently the in vogue pick for LSU. Yeah. Which, well, we, uh, we're other- running out of, we're running out of time. And given that we're, so flush with cash in the media industry, we're not allowed to upgrade to Zoom Premium. So we well, got to get going here. <laughs> well, other newspapers. Well, we'll, we'll talk it, about yeah. that if he leaves. By the way, that's another parallel to '99. You know, the whole LSU thing. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll, we'll oh, discuss yeah. that down the road because I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Nor should it. I mean, when you're well, he didn't not, really shut it down Monday. No, did he, he didn't. No. Well, he didn't because you know I'm sure he learned his lesson. Mel Tucker probably learned his lesson in Colorado that you don't say never. Right. Uh, you know, and that's I mean, fair. I mean, yeah, it, it's it not is. a criticism. Look, look yeah. I don't think uh, I'll get really quick. I don't think he's leaving. I think it's under 50 percent, but I think it's possible. And I think he'll listen. And any Michigan State fan who says that LSU and Michigan State are comparable is crazy. I'm sorry. Yes, well, Michigan but- State can match the money, but they can't match the recruiting and they can't match the national prominence. They just can't. But they're. There, there's a lot of reasons beyond that, though, that Mel Tucker would want to stay too, and that's that's also reality. But I, I'm with you. I don't think it's happening this time. But if if this program continues this way, get used to it. Yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. The first time you're going to hear your coach's but, name. No. Anyway, but yeah, I don't think he didn't really shut it down. But he's no dummy. I mean, you know, you work in a little couple extra bucks, a couple more years in that contract. That all matters. So because you know, facility wise, fundraising wise, it's all in motion there. So. It's way different than back in the Nick Saban days when the president didn't care. So a little different situation this year. No, it is. is. Anyway, anyway, we can dive into that later. I don't think it's an issue at all. Running out of time. We have six minutes and nine seconds. We're fine. Or sometimes it cuts off early. Let's go. Let's go. I'm with you guys. I I give a slight edge to Michigan State. I've watched this defense. I mean, we focus so much on the offense. I've watched these defense, this defense a few times this year say, we're going to make a team one-dimensional and we're going to make this quarterback beat us from the pocket. And each time that team has been un- unable to do it, I don't see Cade McNamara being able to do that. I'm not trying to trash the guy, but I don't think he's the difference maker in this game uh, to win a game like this. Now, that said, if Michigan's two running backs go off for about 150 that's apiece, that's the key. Th- then, then yep. your whole one-dimensional thing goes out the window. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Michigan State will make a few, a few big plays. I have a little more confidence that Peyton Thorne can be effective and Mangelink mentioned the Michigan corners have yet to really be tested and um, I think they'll take advantage of that they got the playmakers to do it um, and I'm going 30 to 24 Michigan State 
Well, one thing, and I know we're running out of time, but we didn't talk about turnovers and, and special teams very much. I, you know, those are always a big deal in this, this game, and too. I, and I think they both, and again, and, and I was thinking about that. They're comparable. They both, uh, they're, they're comparable, but I think there's a slight edge there to Michigan State again, because, I mean, you, and, and I'm sure they're going to keep the ball away from, you know, on the punts and the kickoffs as best they can. Uh, you know, Michigan, they're going to have to worry about that. But, you know, Michigan can't make the mistakes they made uh, last week, uh, and they needed to get that out of the system uh, because if they had those two turnovers this week, like they did last week, uh, that could be a disaster. Um, well, you know, so, it'll also be interesting to see. You know, Michigan had what I call essentially a scrimmage last week before this game, and Michigan State didn't do anything. So, is it going to take them a little time to get the rest off? I, I, you know, time will tell, obviously. But I, you know, you wonder about all those little intangibles. Penalties, oh, penalties too. Two weeks ago, Michigan State committed twelve penalties for 134 yards. Wow! Unsportsmanlike conducts from seniors like Connor Hayward running their mouth. That well, stuff that, matters in a game like this. You, if and, you start and, having that nonsense, you're in trouble. And but you're going to see that. Now. I guarantee there will be multiple unsportsmanlike penalties on both sides in this game. There always is. Um, you know, it's a heated rivalry, uh, but it's fun. And again, you know. This week's game, it's just incredible how if you look at every little stat and every little area on these teams and their trajectory and everything, it's just you'd be hard-pressed to find a game between these two teams where it just seems like, you know, totally flip a coin. Like, this is these are just two very similar teams in that you're right. They're probably not great teams, but you play who you play, and they're two of the last nine undefeated teams in FBS. There's a Big Ten championship that's is – in play, if whoever wins this game, and an outside chance out uh, at playoff, you know Ohio State. We all know is is very very good, and and it's certainly you know rolled since the loss to Oregon. So it's going to be interesting. We have all the coverage available at DetroitNews.com. Angelique has got coverage. Matt's got coverage. Wojo chimes in with his hilarious picks column later this week. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll, have, we'll have all sorts of coverage from the stadium on Saturday from early in the morning to late at night uh, from Matt and Angelique and Wojo and Neil will both be there. So uh, check us out, DetroitNews.com. If you're really feeling, you know, generous, uh, you know, subscribe. It's a dollar for six months. Great deal. Buy a paper. Buy a paper, which, by the way, the actual buying a hard copy of the paper costs you more than the subscription <laughs> yeah. for the six months at DetroitNews.com for one paper. But uh, subscribe. We got all sorts of stuff. We got the picks coming up. We got all. We got the preview coverage coming up, and uh, we'll have tons of coverage on game day for the biggest game of the year in, in college football. It's going to be a doozy. Noon on Saturday, Michigan, Michigan State, seven and zero, both ranked top ten. Uh, Angelique, if long, Angelique, know your place. Stay at the other end of the press box. You and Wojo, just don't bother me. All right. And Matt, don't disappoint me. You know, I want I want you to show up in your Paul Bunyan flannel shirt like he. Oh, this is never going to end. <laughs> See, the rivalry's there with us too, folks. There you go. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's it. We'll uh, we'll be sure not to skip next week for the Green Room Podcast. We'll be back probably <laughs> Saturday or, or Sunday or Monday uh, to recap this game and kind of look at uh, the path forward for both of these teams. But uh, until then. That's Angelique. That's Matt. Uh, and you can follow them on Twitter. Uh, Angelique at Shingelis, uh, Charbonneau at Matt Charbonneau, me at Tony Paul 1984. And again, check us all out at DetroitNews.com. Guys, go get it done. See ya. Bye.